Welcome to Sonoli's Book Club. Today I'm going to be discussing The Mysterious Affair at Styles, Agatha Christie's first novel. It was also the first appearance of Hercule Poirot, her famous Belgian detective, and my first time reading her work. Um, just like I plan to do with Maggie Stiefvater and many other authors, I want to go through Christie's work and use this book club and this podcast as a register of my journey. So consider this your official invitation to join me. Uh, come along, read the books with me, and bring your thoughts and opinions to the discussion. This is a discussion. It shouldn't be just a one-way conversation, because that would be incredibly boring. I want you to know that you can email me at bookclub at monicasanoli.com.br. If you want to receive the episodes earlier in your inbox, along with a vocabulary list and the script, go to monicasanoli.com.br forward slash podcast and subscribe to the newsletter. Join the community and let's talk books. All right, here we go. So this book is said to be the result of a bet. Christie's sister, Margaret, challenged her to write a detective crime story that kept the reader guessing the, identi the identity of the murderer until the very end, um, while having all the same clues that the detective had. Now, there are some discussions among critics as to whether Christie has won the bet or not. Some of them say the identity of the murderer is clear from the beginning, no matter how many red herrings she throws our way. But um, for the public, for the readers, she has done a pretty good job. And even the critics admit that uh, Mysterious Affairs Styles is a great achievement for a first-time writer. And for me, I mean, she has absolutely won the bet. Um, at different parts of the book, I was so sure I knew who the killer uh, who the killer was, and yet I was never even close. I love now. I think this is pretty common, but I love to be surprised when I'm reading. So even though I'm always trying to figure out the ending, I'm also always hoping to be wrong. Christie wrote this book in the middle of the First World War in 1916. And it was first published in 1920 in the US and 21 in the UK. John Lane, the founder of one of the publishing houses Christie submitted the manuscript to, said he would publish the book on the condition that she changed some details in the ending of the story. Originally, Poirot's investigation of the killer happened in a courtroom as he was being questioned as a witness. Christie rewrote it so it would happen in, um, in the Styles Library, a scene which would be repeated and even expected in her later novels. She had been so grateful for having written this uh, story that later on she and her husband named their house Styles, and she's also set Poirot's last book there again. Alright, so Poirot is a Belgian refugee who settled in England near the home of Emily Inglethorpe, 
um, she's the victim of this story's murderer. And at that time, uh, when she wrote the book, Christy worked as a nurse and she had constant contact with Belgian refugees, hence the inspiration. But let me tell you about the plot. Spoilers free, I promise. One morning at Styles Court, an Essex country manor, its household wake to the discovery that the owner, elderly Emily Inglethorpe, has died. Arthur Hastings, a soldier from the Western Front, staying there as a guest on his sick leave, ventures out to the nearby village of Stile St. Mary to enlist help from his friend staying there, Hercule Perrault. Perrault learns that Emily was a woman of wealth. Upon the death of her previous husband, Mr. Cavendish, she inherited from him both the manor and a large portion portion of his income. Her household includes her husband, Alfred Inglethorpe, a young man she recently married, her stepsons, John and Lawrence Cavendish, John's wife, Mary Cavendish, Cynthia Murdoch, the daughter of a deceased friend of the family, and Evelyn Howard, Emily's companion. There are several characters, and the book is not long at all, which might be a recipe for flat characters and a messy plot, but as it turns out, they are really well-written and convincing, all of them. Maybe mainly because the story is told in the first person by Hastings, which makes us see all other characters through his lenses. So what we see Uh, what we read actually is his opinion, right? His vision of the other characters. And it's interesting that that doesn't make them shallow at all. That's very good. Now, regarding Hercule Poirot, I was very afraid I was going to read a copy of Sherlock Holmes. And although they do share some similarities, I found Poirot to have a unique character. He made me chuckle several times, and his way of thinking and investigating are quite his own. Since the comparison is inevitable, I caught myself wondering how um, Holmes would investigate the case, what line of thinking he would follow, and I'm, I'm sure it would be different. Uh, he would, of course, reach the same conclusion, but he, I don't know, I think he probably wouldn't wait that long to reveal it. I like Sherlock Holmes, I've been a fan since I was a little girl, I even wanted to be a detective for a very short period of time, so Holmes is still much superior in my view, but of course I've yet to read Christie's other books and there are plenty, I mean, I'll be doing the Zagat Christie episodes for a long time, hopefully. Now, speaking directly to my ESL students, my peeps who speak or are learning how to speak English as a second language and are interested in reading in English, this is a book you want to pick up. First of all, it was written in the beginning of the 20th century, so you have a multitude of words and expressions that we just don't use anymore. Now, all the way from Curitiba, Brazil, I can hear you asking, well, If we don't use those words anymore, why the heck should I bother with them? Darling, languages are alive. 
Trust me when I say that. They are alive and evolving and growing and changing every day. So learning new words, even if they are from the past and sort of dead today, is one of the best ways to understand how a language works. And second of all, the story is good, entertaining, fast-paced and to the point. What else could you possibly want from a detective crime story? Alright, my friends, that was all I had to say about The Mysterious Affair at Styles. Um, have you read this or any of Christie's other books? And what do you think of her writing style? Let me know! Once again, you can write to me at bookclub at monicasanoli.com.br I'm on Twitter at monicasan underline Oli, Instagram at monicasanoli. Um, and yeah, if this was your first time listening to the podcast, I'm an English teacher based in Brazil and the main goal of this podcast is to make people read in English. If that's something you like as well, share this episode with a friend and help me spread the word. On the next episode, I'm going to talk about Stephen King's daughter-in-law because she wrote one of my favorite books, like ever. <laughs> I wonder if you know who I'm talking about. Until then, lots of love. Bye.